locked in for 3 5. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Ducking Bait 3 5. I'm your host, Finny. I'm Sharon. Hi, Sharon. <laughs> Hi, Vinny. How did your week go? Uh, well, after uh, weeks of anxiety, or, yeah, weeks of anxiety, um, Joe Biden's going to be the president-elect, so I feel a little better about life. Isn't he, like, officially the president-elect? That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, he's officially the president-elect, everybody. Yeah. Woo! Democracy worked. I can't believe it. it. I wasn't sure we were going to pull it out in the end, but... <laughs> Political air horn. We did it, everybody. We survived. Kind of. Not really. Kind of. I don't know. I'm just worried for progressives and the Democratic Party. Mm. And or just Democratic Party in general. I'm worried about everything still. Like, it's still... there. The anxiety is not gone. It's just... um Pushed back? Not uh, at the forefront of our minds. Mild relief, yes. Mild, sort of relieved. Joe Biden's going to be president. Uh, whether or not Trump and his uh, followers want it to be. Like, come January 20th, like, uh, America's not going to look the same. And people just need to, you know, get over it. Yep. Yep. Um, other than that. Did you do anything interesting? Well, you deceived me, Vinny. You and Unjung <laughs> deceived me. <laughs> so I don't know why Unjung does this, but instead of celebrating my birthday on my actual birthday, she does this thing called birthday month and just randomly birthday surprises month. me with um, gifts that I feel like are too much and uh, stress me out. Um Yeah. Yeah. And the most too much gift is definitely this year in 2020 where she bought me an iPad, which I really appreciate and I think is very nice. It is really nice. I think it's an iPad Air. Yeah, it's an iPad Air. Um I I, I get like, I was eyeballing it because um I really wanted to illustrate on Procreate um cuz right now all I have is like a really old version of um painter tool Sai on an old desktop from like 2015 and the um and like a cheap like drawing tablet and so I was thinking about like uh buying the iPad but I always thought it was kind of too expensive and didn't want anybody to get it but you guys got it for me and it was very nice and it's all I've been drawing on since yeah I mean you're doing a great job like just from day one like you showed me a tie lap time lapse of like your first project and it was like you drawing from day one on your iPad and uh, I could see how like you're picking it up super quickly. Yeah I mean it's not that different from like a lot of the drawing uh, systems that I use like I, I think if anything the weirdest thing about it is just being able to draw on a screen because a screen is not like the same as like a piece of paper like you can't like uh, like um, how do I say this like I'm not used to drawing on um, like on an angle, which I think is actually supposed to be ergonomically better for you. I'm not used to that. And I'm also not used to like putting pressure on a screen. Like I'm always worried that I might press the screen a little too hard. Right. Um, I was thinking of getting you these, um, paper feel, um, screen protectors for it. So it feels more like paper to the pen. 
But I wasn't sure how you felt about that. I don't know. I mean, like, I think a, s- a screen protector would be nice. But honestly, at this point, like, please don't buy me any more things. I it's birthday month. No, I'm scared. It's especially yeah, because we have money is such a big deal right now. Until the 29th. You're right. And I also, I feel bad. And it, like, sets me up to, like, really be anxious and overspend on Christmas. Because I feel like I have to make up for it. Oh, I know. It, it's very, it's, um, please, please stop. Okay, fine. Birthday month. Can I get you a cake at least? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I'll right, I think. You can make a cake. Oh, I can make, make a cake. I'll make my own cake. Yes, I'm on my way. I'll help you make my cake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that'd be fun for your birthday. It would sound like we could go out or anything. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, making a cake is uh, much nicer. Yeah. Um, but how have things been for you, Vinny? Um, pretty okay. Like, now I, instead of election anxiety, I just have my normal anxiety. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I've been pushing it down with, like, things like uh, Truth Seekers on uh, Amazon. It's a... Mm-hmm. Uh, <coughs> sorry. It's one of those, like, um, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost things. Like, they're, they, I don't know, you you felt like hot fuzz vibes from it. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like that, but instead of, like, cops, they're, like, cable people. Yeah, but, I mean, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, um, weren't they in a trilogy together? Like, I looked it up. And yeah, it the Coronado trilogy. It's not Edgar Wright that is the director um, but it it had like the same vibe probably because it's just those two. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think it's sweet that they always work together. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've learned along the way how to direct their own things, you know? I think they wrote and produced it themselves. Yeah. They wrote and produced it. And I think there's like some other guy directed it. Uh, very interestingly, an executive, when I was looking up like who, uh, was like the creative director, I actually learned that. Um, the executive producer died like oh, a wow. day before it came out on That's Amazon so sad. Time. But spoopy. What if it's like a? It's probably not. And this is just dark humor. It's a curse. What if it? Yeah. What if it's like a? Just he's not actually dead. He's just in Puerto Rico living it up. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but anyways, it's about like ghost hunters. I'm not sure if you ever watched that show. Probably not. Like the real show or the fake show on Supernatural? The the real show on no. uh, Sci-Fi. No. Oh my gosh. Or Taps. Ever heard of Taps? No. Oh, ghost hunting videos. I used to watch those all the time and scare the hell out of myself as a kid. I don't have cable, so I never li- I never watched the Sci-Fi. Yeah, I was very fortunate to have it. And uh, every Halloween, it would be like a tradition to like watch a marathon on it. And I think. Uh, is that why you believe in ghosts more than I do? Yeah, that's exactly why. I was oh. about to say that's exactly why I believe in ghosts so much. Hmm. Um, other than that, I cut out the material for a pre-Vizsla vest. Pre-Vizsla vest. And a USPS scanner thing. But I had to make that in Fusion 360 and uh, really impressed my bosses. Oh, yeah. How did it go? It fits like a glove. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like a... So USPS, they just got... A this new scanner thing that's kind of like a, it's like a thick phone thing with the right. scanner at the top. Yeah. And um, I was having trouble like 
finding where I would put it while I was driving because if it's in like the equipment next to me, it's just going to roll and go everywhere. Right. So I made this like holster thing that like hooks into the truck itself. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to worry about it rolling and I could like look at it as it's giving me turn by turn directions. Right. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, I impressed my boss so much that he's going to like show the postmaster of that office and the, they might contract me to make them for the postal service. That's crazy. Or at least that post office. Uh, yeah, I know. I was like, wow. I wonder how many trucks that they have and like how much they would be able to. There's a lot of trucks. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, if they hire me, I, I wouldn't overcharge them. Like, who do they think I am? The federal government. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, um. USPS, like, provides pretty affordable uh, postage compared to, like, uh, FedEx and UPS. True, yeah. true. Yeah, I know. I'm very proud to work for them, and I just got a, what would I call this? It's a promotion, but I had to, like, read apply and everything so they didn't just automatically give it to me i had to apply Mm -hmm. but like i'm now an arc which is the assistant rule no weren't you you know i am i am an arc i am an rca now rural government stupid acronyms i know and um, messing with your dyslexia yeah i hate i hate it um but like now i'm gonna have full-time work and benefits which is great, which is awesome. Now, instead of just having my pinky toe in the door, I got my whole damn foot in there. Oh, yeah, you do. Yep. And it's really nice. I don't know which office I'm going to move to. Hopefully, I would just stick to the one I'm in because I, lo- I know the area now. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll see. Um. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, that was my week. I, I hadn't gotten around to the Temple Guard helmet. I like I know and I looked at it, but then like things got in the way. Like I spilt vinegary steak juices everywhere today. So like I had to clean that up and that just slowed me down. <laughs> <sighs> I just gotta I guess gotta do it. I just gotta do it, get out of the way, just like all my other projects. Yeah. Yeah. Um what but I mean, like it's printed now. Like, do you not? Do you want to reprint it still? I want to print it in a more like in a more structured material because PLA gets all crackly after some time. Like it gets all brittly, and I'm worried like if they drop it once, it's done. I don't know. I mean, but then like. Uh... Did you quote the person yet or, like, figured out a price for, like, the whole thing? That is also a no. I just kind of, I have a price list and, like, recommended, hey, if you want to pay me, this is our rhyme crisis. But I think, um, I I guess part of it is, too, is just um, figuring out how much, like, your perfectionism might be getting in the way of you. uh, Like, maybe they don't need something that durable if they're... Um, really just not gonna I don't know. they're just gonna do it for like a con yeah but at the same time I want to make it battle re- battle ready because that's just the Mandalorian in me okay uh, it's so hard to be a Mandalorian armor um, other than that I mean that we had the Mandalorian this week um, yeah, that's like our every week now yeah I mean, for a while so this is gonna be all good old classic docking bay 35 Star Wars talks. Talks. Pew 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 pew. Anyways, um, uh, Saren. Yes. 
You really didn't like this episode. No, I did not. Chapter 10 of The Mandalorian. Well, I like The Passenger. I like parts of it. I just didn't like all of it. What parts did you not enjoy as much as others? I just I hated Baby Yoda eating eggs. I hated I hated the fact that like they started off all cute and stuff with that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, is the Baby Yoda gonna like ferment them with his like force powers? Or not ferment them. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna inseminate them. Gross. Ew. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Like it. Like it looked like he was having like a real connection with these like. Uh, with like these eggs, and then it, he just finds them. Yeah, I thought he was like communicating with the eggs in the forest, being like, mm, "Yes, more sensitive these eggs are," or something like that. But mm. unfortunately, it was just a ploy, and a baby Yoda is just gonna eat the eggs. Yeah. So, um, I guess people should know now that we have spoilers in our podcast. Spoilers. Oops. Um. Spoilers. <laughs> if you I mean I'm gonna call it we talk about the Mandalorian I don't know like you come here you should expect I we expect you to do your homework and watch the episodes not to sound like a prude but please uh oops oops I mean if you haven't seen the article like everyone and their mom's talking about this article where this Disney exec is like a, not apologetic about baby Yoda eating those eggs yeah well I guess um his argument I'm trying to remember his name um I believe Phil Sozak he's like a producer and he basically said that like the eggs aren't like actually unborn babies because they're technically unfertilized so they're like like the equivalent of like chicken eggs um right but but people but people are still like pretty mad about it because like I don't know. It's really gross, and I hate how it, I was played like it was going to be something cute, mm-hmm. and then it just turned into the most vile thing. But I'm not surprised at all by it, because I think uh, part of it is, too, is just, um, like, I don't think we ever were told that Baby Yoda wasn't gross. I mean, Baby Yoda has been gross. Like, he right, ate he an ate entire a, frog. Yeah, and then almost ate another frog in front of children until they shamed him. Yeah, yeah, and you would think that that shame would like teach be a teachable moment, but instead he's just learned to hide his crimes. Teachable <laughs> moment. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> oh, also shout out to Mark because he shared this post about how the welder, um, the welder the Mandalorian Dinjarin uses, is a Miller spoolmate, and uh, if you wanted to make a Mandalorian toolbox, you just got to go or to Stanley Toolbox and order model number. One nine five six one nine, and then just put like metal a box. No, not even it. metal. Like you could just put a square piece of center on that baby with metal coating. Oh man, I want my Mandalorian toolbox. Oh yeah. Actually, Vinny, this is um something that I'm actually really curious about your opinion on is like when it comes to like. How do I say this? Like, I feel like Star Wars, like, in the original trilogy, had a lot of found objects because it was just kind of the vibe that it was going for. But, like, as there are more, like, Mandalorian things, like, do you think that the, like, the novelty of, like, found items is, like, as exhilarating as it was when, like... It was Boba Fett, and, like, he had to get this pilot 
seatbelt thing for your yeah, chest. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not nearly as fun. Like, it's so much easier to be like, oh, that's a Stanley toolbox with, like, some metal tape on it. Right. Like, it, it, like I wonder, um, like, I think like there's, like, two questions, right? Like, I think one question is, is, like, I wonder how novel it was back when it came out where, like, people were just, like, what Wait. is that? Is that a <laughs> is that a stick from a from stirring a paint? Is that is that a flashlight? Is that is that a motherboard from a um yeah <laughs> or 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 if um or like or or more that like maybe like it was kind of like interesting and fantastical at the time, but like now that they're just uh taking random things like a dollar store thing, like right. is it less exciting because they're just producing so much that like. Of course, they're just randomly kit bashing things. Honestly, everything's 3D printable now. And, like, I think the hunger to go get, like, the found items isn't there like it used to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember the days where, like, it took forever to find things. Like, this one specific Kodak camera piece eye lens that Boba Fett has on his rangefinder. Nobody has that. Now everybody casts it, you know? Yeah. Like, you can't find that anymore. You can't find uh, the Super Trooper gun. Like, the parts on that gun, you can't find that um, stock thing. Right. Yeah, but I think, like, part of it kind of made, like, the idea of, like, uh, making that costume, like, a lot more alluring. I don't Desirable know. I, this might expensive. be very gatekeepy of me. Um, it's not say. your fault, though. It's just, like, there are gatekeepers gatekeepy people out there like um that are just like i need to have 100 percent found parts i can't have reproductions but i guess like it um there's like a way that people could be like less dickish about wanting like a completely found kit but i guess uh, i don't know i i'm not i don't think i like have a point i think it's more i don't have the patience like i i honestly don't have the patience I'm, like I'm not saying that you should. I guess I'm. I'm more just uh, asking in general how you feel. because right. uh, like it's. I feel I like know. it's changing. It's not. Yeah, it's just become so much easier to be a prop maker now. That I feel as though just having to go out and find the parts isn't as necessary as it used to be. Especially now we have the reproduction like facility right outside this room. Yeah, but I guess um, then my question would be like. Do you think that um, there should be less of an obligation then for for them to like try and kit bash? Like, do you think that for them as a production, if it would be easier if they just like cast like print things and render things, yeah. like any other production would? I mean, maybe this is presumptuous. Like, I don't know anything about productions. Maybe every production like kit bashes. Right. We we don't actually know what Star they're doing Wars's. in that prop room. Like maybe like Marvel Studios or whatever is. Also like that. Yeah, I just, I, I I miss when it took a little more finesse to get these, like, detailed parts and, like, tear, like, 12 different models apart for this one little thing on a gauntlet. Yeah. But, but uh, like, you don't need to do that anymore. Yeah, but I guess um, part of it is, too, is, like, um, and maybe this is me being, like, an old person now, um, but I feel like, I feel like they're making so much Star Wars content right. that 
like the care of like being really intentional about like design is is kind of becoming less and less right and and i think also like the other part of it too is that like um i think kind of like before 2015 um when we were both just sort of starting to get into the mercs that um part of it was just like how how do i say this like I, I feel really stressed out by 2015 and on because I felt like I was constantly being pushed to, like, make every single new Mando suit out there. Right. Um, and, and this is something that, like, Catherine has mentioned because she's been in the groups for, like, longer, like, since, like, uh, like 2011 or something. And she was saying how, like, she, like... When when she was like in 2011, like she only had one costume and she was happy with that one costume. Then suddenly 2015 happened, like Force Awaken was out, and then there was like a new costume like every other month, and she felt like she had to like have 20 projects, and she now has like a whole whole queue of projects kind of thing. And I feel like um, the slew of Star Wars content, like it sort of makes me wonder if if having so much of it makes it hard for one the production to create like quality novel costumes with like nice references and like thoughtful um costume design but also on the other side of things how um the people that are recreating them aren't taking the care to necessarily like find the most accurate thing um and overall like it's not necessarily me being mad about it but more me feeling like maybe it, things are changing and something is getting lost in the process Ooh. you know yeah i like know exactly it's not what a you mean bad thing yeah like the star wars guns they're not like i mean the star wars guns are cool but like they look easier to 3d print now they look easier to modify now like because they are yeah it's not yeah, just yeah. like a stock uh I don't know. I, I just, it's you're you're hundred percent right. Like it's it's they're not as like earthly as they used to be, but that's all right. On the other hand, like they are making cool weapons, they are making cool ships, they are making cool props and yeah, backdrops. And, and in general they're just creating more and that there is just a lot there now, which is like in one thing that's great as a Star Wars fan. Yeah. But I guess it's like um kind of what what is like the trade-off to so much being produced i don't know it's it's just a lot of um it's probably by like just the people they hire which they're doing a great job yeah i mean i guess i'm not how i'm like trying to say all these things without like bashing because i think it's not that i'm not a fan of what's going on yeah but (laughs) i guess but i think that there is something weird that's happening because right. it's going on in the way that it is. Right. Well, there's new things to get inspired by now. Like, it's not just Star Wars. Things evolved from, like, sci-fi and whatnot. And now it's just sci-fi's evolved, I guess. So even the props are different. Like, Star Wars does not look the same, like, as it did in the 70s, 1977, you know? Right, yeah. And we can't expect it to. Like, it's a cool thing where, like, the resistance guns look vaguely like the rebel guns and like i guess the stormtroopers just they like their e11s for some reason for some reason 
Uh, other than I guess it's mass produced. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. To... That is the thing. Star Wars is now super mass producible. No, 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 no. I just meant E11s. Oh, those two. But I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess like it's just the weird fast production of of things, both on the the actual like movie production side, but also in terms of the fan production side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's funny? What? They reused a costume from The Force Awakens for one of the thugs that, uh, low level thugs that somehow take down the Mandalorian, even get him screaming like, ah! Wait, are you talking about Tito? Is that Tito? No, it, it's not Tito. Tito looks like a different alien with okay, like a okay. wider head on the back. Okay. But this guy, like, has a uh, round eyes, and supposedly that's what a Jawa looks like unmasked. I don't believe it. Um, Who said that? I don't know. Some other podcast. But now you're here, so you know the truth. I don't think that's a Jawa with their mask off. <laughs> that's silly. Um, I forget what their race is. I should have looked it up. But it's the one that goes like, he slaps the table while Ray's uh, daydreaming? Looking off into the distance like Luke. But not Tito. But not Tito. It's not Tito, I swear. Tito's like a person on a beast thing i don't know i guess it's because he was also short i'm being uh i'm, I'm racially you're species being shortest. profiling. yeah stop yeah. that oh speaking of species profiling okay. oh this is way at the end of the last no it is this episode before he takes off mm-hmm. where they cook the meat of the uh great dragon yeah Mm-hmm. And she's like, That's the beginning of this episode. Hey, don't burn that. I like my medium rare. What do you think I am? Some sort of Rodian? Yeah, what is that about? <laughs> Wait, like, do Rodians have, like, stomachs that, like, can't process, like, uncooked meat? Honestly, low level racism right there. Space racism. <laughs> Blatant right in our face. Damn, Amy Sedaris. Dang, always so raunchy. Oh, another thing I liked about that opening, too, I know we're going all over the place, but the, like, it is such a simple trap that I was hoping the Mandalorian would be able to see, like, oh, I see footsteps in my HUD, but, like, he totally didn't see this wire. It wasn't even hidden that well. (laughs) I don't know, but I guess it has to be part of that, like, disbelief type stuff. Suspension of disbelief. That no, honestly, one. okay, okay. If we're gonna get like really nerdy, honestly, I think it's because the slime covered his HUD that he couldn't see it. <sighs> you see, you like, say that in a weird way. It might. You could also and, say like, it's just super hot on Tatooine. Yeah, and it's getting a mirrored effect. Yeah, yeah. I like. I. I, I don't know. I think there's a ways to. I. I don't. I don't think you have to. But I, but I did also think in the back of my mind when I first watched it that, like, oh, he's totally not going to fall for that. And then he totally falls for it. And you're just like, this is a tired dad. I mean, he like, hasn't slept. I mean, just like how that supervisor guy that, would like, slapped the, the desk at Ray grabs the Mando's jetpack. And then, like, the Mando takes off. Well, first of all, he takes Baby Yoda captive and, like, trades the uh jetpack and i love how like it takes a few beats before the jetpack goes off into the air yeah yeah it made me laugh and then I he takes a few more beats to like ram the fall to the ground on his butt i think that it's like kind of interesting though the idea that the jetpack is like rc remote controlled yeah and it's super stable too like it looks like it just 
hover right in front of the Mandalorian, which is dope. Yeah, it's like, and I wonder if that's like a quality of most jetpacks, or if it's a quality that the armor specifically built into. This yeah, I think pack. it's just her and her amazingness at making armor. Like Boba Fett's jetpack never looked that stable. Maybe like Sabine's jetpack looked like that. Sabine's jetpack was stolen from, like, an Imperial trooper, so I doubt that it has that (laughs) functionality. Right, right. Um, But, but yeah, I think that it's really interesting, and, like, I'm I'm curious, like, how that would fare. Like, I can imagine that, like, this could be, like, set up for, like, if Baby Yoda really needs to get out of, like, a situation, that he could just attach Baby Yoda to that jetpack and fly him away from the situation. I really like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, where he could, like, have it set back to taken to the ship or something yeah 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 or or just like um what kind of capabilities because i feel like it's a whole uh i don't know i didn't realize in the old that it had EU. this like uh functionality yeah in the old eu like boba fett could control his whole dang ship from his gauntlet so i wouldn't be uh, surprised if the mandalorian could do that too but from a certain distance i assume i don't know i mean i think the razor crest is like if it had that functionality, it <laughs> lost it this episode. Yeah, holy moly, that ship is it's torn gone up. Through a uh, lot. Quoting Baby Yoda, <laughs> literally goes <laughs> at that guy. That made me laugh too. Yeah, the Razor Crest is beat up because of some. Um, That's Dinjarin's fault. It is one hundred percent Dinjarin's fault for not being like, oh yeah, my transponder, it's right here. <laughs> Instead, he was just like, "I know my rights, I know them." Well, this pre-empire. No, no, no. I think like it makes sense because um, in I think like episode six of season one, um, the episode where they're like in prison, like or in that prison place, that um, part of it is is that like the Mando can get away with a lot of things because his ship isn't tagged, and so the fact that um, if they asked for his manifest, then they, they would be able to start tagging his ship and tracking it. Right. And so I think that that was really what he was trying to avoid because he's been, he's had that privilege for so long and to not have that anymore. Um, to be a ghost in the system. Yeah, yeah. He's not a ghost anymore. Yeah. And, he, and he's not a ghost and he already kind of lost his home. Right. He kind of is like already kind of on a quest, but not really... Right, at the same time, a lot of stuff. like, for this free information, he sure pays a lot this episode. Yeah, right. Like, it, how far does... I mean, this episode is basically, like, how far the Mando has to push himself to truly be a man of honor. And that makes us ask that question, like, how far are you willing to go type stuff, you know? Yeah, and I think... But I, but I also kind of... I, I also see your point where, like, he could have just given them the manifest and, like, like um, the appa from Kim's Convenience could have read his manifest and be like, oh, you were the guy that saved that- his life or tried to. And, like, you, like, um, you, like, arrested those three guys. Yeah. And you looked hella cool. We see how you play and you we see- don't want to be involved <laughs> So go on your merry way, you know? But instead, it was this nonsense. Yeah, I mean, I love the Appa from Kim's Convenience. He's so cute. And I think he's just, like, a genuinely loving guy and, like, loves Star Wars. 
Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. in, like, his local garrison. He is! Which, which is I think is crazy. Amazing. Yeah, so um, I follow Asians in Space, which is, like, a Facebook group um, in... Um, the, it, it's just a Facebook group that's, like, kind of related to Legions, but kind of not. Um, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, um, like it, it's not, like, Ladies of the Legion where you have to prove your Asian-ness. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, because in Ladies of the Legion, you sort of have to, like... Uh, Do you have to prove you're a woman? No, no. No, because recently it's been called into question because... Of trans people and the fact that, that that's like a oh boy area and it was a the pride squadron step in and be like you gotta fix this yeah it it was Good. a very controversial thing um that kind of had some work and I think still needs kind of work but that all to say um Asian space is kind of more simple than that that's cool um, but it also doesn't require you to be Asian I don't know anyways Asians in space um. I first saw him there, and it was really funny because he didn't, like, he didn't come in and be like, hey, I'm Paul Sung Lee, you know, the guy from Kim's Convenience. He's just, like, the some... Upper. He was... <laughs> he, he, like, literally <laughs> just posts, like, his pictures from a con and is all like, I really like this group. Here are some pictures of my costumes. And it's, like, uh, oddly enough, he has a lot of Imperial stuff. He looks and, really good in it, too. Yeah. He's, like, got, like, an Imperial, like... Uh, Grand Moff costume. Uh, um, he has a mud trooper and a and scout a, trooper, a biker scout. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, and like, and I just like looked at his pictures and where it's like, Appa? <laughs> 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 and, and like, I like looked at his Facebook profile and then like I noticed that like his Facebook profile is like, um, like him at award shows for like winning awards for um, his work on Kim's Convenience. Um, if uh, also listeners, if you don't know, Kim's Convenience is a Canadian um, sitcom yeah. show, um, but it's about specifically a Korean Canadian family. Um, so like a Korean family that immigrated to Canada. Um, I binge watched it with owned you. a convenience store. Yeah, it's um, I really love it, um, especially as a Korean American that like I feel a lot of the things, but at the same time, like it, the politics is like. Um, you know, more PC than I would expect because it's Canadian as opposed to Korean-American, which I think lean Korean-Americans, I I feel like, especially like older Korean-Americans are pretty more conservative than Appa is. Uh In the first episode, he's just like, uh, I have good gaydar. (laughs) And like, he's giving, (laughs) I I don't hate the gays. I give gay gets discount. And I'm just like, oh, I love that episode. I, I That's what hooked that. me mm-hmm. into the show. It was Pride Month too, and it's just like, oh, Appa just wants to be a part of the celebration. Yeah, and I love that he's like, you know, get a discount to that one guy. Yeah, because he knew that he wasn't gay, <laughs> even though he didn't know himself. Um, yeah, I just, uh, but in any case, yeah. So like, he just. And I, I didn't want to say anything, like, to him because I didn't want to, like, scare him off by being like, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Well, um, so I just let him, like, post his, like, Legion pictures. Did you not at least say hello? Well, eventually, like, one person, like, pointed it out and then everyone, like, posted, like, their, their five cents about it. But, oh. um, and he heart reacted to my post, which 
made me very happy. Oh. Um, what was your post about? It, well, no, no, no. It was, no, like, my, my, my comments, like, talking about, like, how much the show's meant to me. Um, especially oh. as, like, seeing, like, other Koreans um, in, like, this kind of sitcom and, like, sharing his story and stuff. Um, yeah, it's, like, in the heights, but Korean. No. <laughs> Just kidding. But, um, but, uh, but I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, and, yeah, so, in any case, um, yeah, he's really cool, and he has been, like, an active member of the Legion. Like, he's not, like, an honorary member that, like, kind of shows up and, like, not that it's, that, like, it's that, that it's a bad thing, but, like, I, I feel like um, it's one thing to be a celebrity and, like, to be basically paid for and given, like, an award right. for just being yourself. I think it's another thing entirely if you already gone out of your way to make costumes and like I think it's crazy that he like went through the approval process. Right. And like some GML was all like, You gotta you, fix your knees. You, your knees are on backwards, kid. And he's and he like gets that criticism <laughs> is like, okay. And then like fixes his knee. I just think that it's My crazy. knees are now on the right sides now. Yeah. But he also has a YouTube channel. I think it's called like <gasps> I didn't know that. Bitter Asian nerd or something like that. I'll, I'll post. I'll I'll give it to you in the show notes. Ooh, that's pretty cool. Um, but it it's literally just him like talking like, "Hey guys, I bought this E eleven replica." Wow. Or um, he's like also he also has like uh, replica Ghostbusters stuff. Oh, that's sick. So like, like a, this is proton this, pack. Nerd, yeah, this is like my that. updated proton pack exactly. Dope. And so um, and like some of it is just like unboxing videos. Uh. Yeah, maybe so we should send him something so he unboxes something from us. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Apparently, I'm good at packing things. A uh, small update on that Halloween spooky gift exchange. Uh, Sean really loved the uh, calavera I made. Yeah. It made his day. He's been. It's been. I don't know. It, he was a little down, and I was glad to see him smile after all that. Yeah, he was so. Uh, I watched the video, and it was really cute. Yeah. Well, do you want to get back into the episode? Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I mean, if you could go on, I'm, you do you, baby. I don't know. Well, um, no, 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 no. It's it's fine. Right. <laughs> All I, I was just gonna go back to the desert uh, Tatooine scene. Uh, okay. Where um, what's her face? The docking or the hangar three? Amy Sedaris. We don't have a real Star Wars name. I think she does say her name. I missed it. If she did, sorry, Amy Sedaris. Uh, but she's like. That meat looks so good that I, I wanted some, so I asked you to buy a tri-tip, and uh, I cooked it up and uh, made sure it wasn't it wasn't uh, burnt. It mm. was definitely not made for a rodian. No. But it was definitely not like carne asada, like she was eating at the, no. at the end there. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you want to like get back into the episode, but... Uh, we're at 40 minutes. Do you want to do like a quick shout out round? Okay, sure. All right. Shout out to that big spider for like freaking me out at 12 in the morning. Oh my God. Shout out to those tiny little spiders that also freaked me out. Shout out to Din Djarin's trigger finger being like, blah, 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 taking oh, yeah. out a bunch of them. And then he's like, 
All right, time to pull out the flamethrower. Shout out to R5 with his funky motivator. Oh, I love that they brought R5 back, and I love that he's there at Hangar 3-5. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so cute to get, like, co- like that's one of those amazing callbacks that, like, that John Favreau and Dave Filoni brought, you know? Like, I wasn't expecting to see R5, but seeing him there... It's I don't even know who to complain to. I love that. <laughs> shout out to that line. Yeah. Shout out to Amy Sedaris. Yeah. Uh, shout out to um, that that one droid that's like doing the spit thing. That oh yeah, rotisserie galaxy, droid. Galaxy said <laughs> kind of fine, except he's got like a spunky attitude about it. Right. Oh, I learned if I learned that one of our old friends worked on that set. John Farmer, I'm not sure if we could say his last name, but rest in peace. I, your memory will always be a blessing to me. Like, you you were such a sweetheart, and you were always so nice to me and Sharon, and it was always so nice to troop with you. <sighs> Sorry, I don't mean to bring you a downer, but oh, so no, no. let's go you back feel to your emotions. <sighs> vulnerable moment. Um, I don't know. Shout out to Dr. Mandible for being a big what? aunt. Yeah, shout out to that frog lady. Ah, yeah, it, apparently her actress was the same actress who played Quill. Oh! Like yeah. the person in the suit. The person in the suit. Oh, that's nice that she's still doing roles. Also, I heard that um, the frog lady was actually in the cantina scene in the last season. Really? Yeah. I never noticed. I mean, that's pretty cool that they're, like, using... They're, like, planting yeah. the seeds. yeah. Because allegedly you said that parts of last episode was filmed in season one. Right. Or in that docket of Right. Filming. Like, I wonder if they just, like, filmed a lot of the Tatooine stuff ahead of time. And that's how, like... They're like, pr- I only want to be in the desert for so long. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's hot here in California during the summers. Um, shout out to the uh, dope X-Wings. Like, their paint jobs. I'm not sure if you looked into it, but, like, those are, those are New Republic x-wings like their paint job like it has gold trim on it mm-hmm. or at least it looks gold or copper i'm not sure but it, do I they lo- still look janky and old though no that's the thing they look like brand new like super shiny too i didn't see battle damage on those i guess like part of it is too is that like i couldn't notice like how um nice it looked because i was more taken aback by uh um how much it looked like they just had like an action figure on a string um, <laughs> in the scenes where, like, they're in the cockpits and stuff. Where it's just like, ooh, ooh there, there it is. There's their X-Wings. Oh, they're in battle mode now. <laughs> Shout out to battle mode. I oh, really yeah. like the X-Wing uh, action we got there, too. And I uh, shout out to Din Djarin's insane Mandalorian flying. Oh, no. No, that doesn't require a shout out. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... You should get out of that icy, icy, icy land. Yeah, I mean, like, I I thought it was a really good episode up until, like, Baby Yoda eats that baby spider egg. Shout out to oh, that baby right. spider. Yeah. I, I thought it was so gross. He actually eats a fertilized like, egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, that's a being... He's eating it. It's not a frog. That was a child. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, you can't see that. <laughs> Phil Sos Dak. Yeah. Don't, um, don't, 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 don't make us stop doing this podcast, please. Yeah. 
be the beard on that manager. I don't know. It, it mean this episode let a lot to be desired. It left me like hungry for more still, even mm. though I was so disgusted by Baby Yoda. I don't know. I, I I liked it for what it was. Like if I could just like dismiss like the whole egg eating, I think it was fine. I like I I was. I think part of the reason why I was kind of mad at the egg eating was because I was actually invested in this frog lady. Right. 100%. Um, like, they make her so likable from the gecko where she's just like, gecko. I... Gecko. Gecko. She's a frog. Um, <laughs> where she's just like, I'll give you this information for free. Just give me a ride to... Uh, what was the planet's name? It's like Talair or something like that? I wouldn't know. It's somewhere in my uh, horrible handwriting. I took notes on the iPad, and it just makes my horrible handwriting e- just even worse. It's worse. But I did do a X-Wing drawing. It's right there. It's beautiful. <sighs> Posted on the Instagram. Well, I don't know. This has been a this has been a good lengthy episode. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it and had. Um conflicting feelings in the same way we had conflicting feelings about this episode. Yeah, I hope I hope this episode leaves you desiring more and you'll come back next week. Alright, very quickly, what are your weekly uh, goals? My weekly goal will to be at my new job but also actually painting that Temple Guard helmet and possibly getting that previous LeVest done. Oh, that's, that's ambitious. It's so ambitious. See, I, I'm just gonna overdo things so I, I at least do one of the things that I promise I'm gonna do. All right, I'm gonna finish a drawing. I like that. Mm-hmm. Nice. You gonna post it on the Duck and Baby Fred? Yeah. I gotta post all those hands that I drew. Yeah, you did draw a lot of hands. It was on the other computer, so you might have to do it again on the iPad. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. More practice. Well, anyways, this has been Duck and Baby Three Five. Yeah. Thanks for listening. This is the way. I have spoken. Copy that. Locked in for 3-5. Thank you for listening to Docking Bay 3-5. If you'd like to see more of us, you can support us on Ko-Fi, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and Facebook at Docking Bay 3-5. If you'd like to buy our merch, visit T-Man on tpublic.com. T-Man. T-E-E. M-A-N. Till next time. Bye-bye.